is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. You know, for all of those that are listening out there, I just want to let you know that, one, thank you for tuning in. Two, you've come to the right place because us here at Talking Cowboys, we like to wait until Friday to, to really say it with our chest and, and to really dig in. And sure, we're angry at times and we're upset at times and, of course, we're disappointed, but Today, we're going to say it with our chest. It's a rare edition of Say It With Your Chest Monday here on Talking Cowboys because the Dallas Cowboys fall in an NFC least battle 23-9 to and fall to 2-6 and on the 2020 season last night in Philadelphia at the Lincoln Financial Field. And, man, we've got a, uh, we've got a lot to talk about whenever it comes to the offensive side of the football Defense played better, but man, we've got a lot to hit there as well. Isaiah Stanback, our resident Super Bowl champion. Cowboys insider Rob Phillips, the sultry voice of Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Again, thank you. Smooth jazz. Smooth jazz with Heckma Harrison. Thanks again for joining us. And ah. Let's go ahead and get into this. Let's dissect what happened last night. Ben DiNucci starting at quarterback, the seventh-round rookie out of James Madison, and it did not go well for, for DiNucci, the entire offense, and Rob, things just uh, they were pretty out of whack from the get-go on that side of the football. I don't know. We might have lost Rob. Go for it, Heckma. I can, why does Rob do this to me? <laughs> on, a, on a sandwich in chest Monday, I know what Rob was going to say. Danucci looked like a rookie. Can we retire the name Gucci Danucci from now on? <laughs> uh, man, what a, what a, what a game. Um, oh, my God, man. It's, it's, so, it's so many things to unpack today, guys. But when it comes down to how we perform, we look that rookie quarterback just couldn't get this offense going at all. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for the running game. I like the the Wildcat as the new wrinkle to try and get uh, Zeke involved. But it just seemed like none of it worked. And when we got down into the goal line, we just couldn't punch it in. And all of those are a byproduct of having a rookie, having a rookie quarterback. We did the best that we could. I, I felt like defensively, uh, we started off pretty bad. The running game for the, for the Eagles were just gashing us. But then we started to shore up some of those things. And if we want to look for any bright spot, I guess we'll, we'll start talking about Trayvon Diggs. But even with Diggs, it was, a, it was a good and there was also a bad. But my God, man, it, where do you go from here? And with what you have on the horizon, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of other things other than <laughs> where we're going this season. Isaiah, what are your thoughts after last night's loss? Uh, terrible, mm. terrible, and and a Charles Barkley terrible. Um, it was awful, man. It was hard to watch. Uh, Kyle, you and I watched it together. Mm-hmm. There's really not a whole lot to say about this, and I wish we could just look forward to the next week, but I don't think we really want to do that right now. Yeah. Um, it, it it was bad, man. I know a lot's going to be placed on Danucci, and yes, he had a rough night. But 
I think a lot of this, and I mentioned this last night on the postgame show, a lot of this falls on the shoulders of Kellen Moore, too. Kellen Moore did not call a good game. He did not set this offense up for success. Um, he, whenever there was momentum on the, on our side of the ball, you know, he, he killed the momentum with terrible play call. Mm-hmm. Um, the reverse. Know, oh, let's, there's, there was, there was three or four. I know I count three for sure. Reverse slash reverse passes that were in the mix. Um, I think we had three different quarterbacks, uh, play last night. It, it was, it was a lot, man. It was a lot. I, I think, I think. Moore was overwhelmed with the situation. He didn't handle that accordingly. Danucci did not handle his his opportunity well. Um, whenever he did have receivers open, the ball placement was it was awful. Um, and obviously, he made some really bad decisions as well in terms of whether to throw the ball away or not. Um, he got lucky on some plays that should have been picked off. He did not yes. secure the ball. It was just it was just all around bad, you know. Like I said, but the bright spot was the defense did play a little bit better, um, and they were hustling. And 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 one thing I could I can say about this entire team is the energy was better. And I don't yes, know sir. if that has I don't know if that has anything to to do with the fact that the guys that they let go of, but I feel like it does. Now, I know when there's veterans in front of you, you tend to kind of hold back. You don't want to be yourself because those guys kind of setting the precedent of what was our team is. But with those guys gone, you saw the energy, you saw the fire, um, and desire. Um, but it just didn't it didn't matter anything rob are you back i'm there i'm sorry fellas okay good we're, morning we're basically just giving our yeah good morning welcome welcome to the show i'm glad to, I, I wish we were still back in person for this this week but since you are back <laughs> yeah give us your thoughts on this loss and, and kind of the generalities that you took from it last night well i caught part of what isaiah said and you know offensively the situation was what it was. You know, I, we talked about it going into the game. Ben DiNucci, uh, clearly, he wasn't ready for this opportunity, and that's really no, no fault of his own. Uh, and I don't even think it's really the Cowboys' fault because, look, I, you know, no preseason game reps at all, even on top of just one week to prepare. Uh, he, you know, they changed some things up on him that Philly did in terms of they didn't blitz as much. They kind of played more coverage, and I think that threw him off. And, you know, Isaiah referenced the game plan in terms of some of the trick plays. You know, Danucci's situation manifested itself with that game plan, with trying to do some, some weird things to throw <laughs> Philly off and, and, and make things happen. And really, it did, you know, other than CD's 19-yard reverse run on the second play from scrimmage, they didn't really get much out of those plays. And, and you know, refer- I think, Isaiah, you referenced the one in the third quarter where, you know, you're pounding the rock. It's I think it's seven straight runs, and you're actually getting something going on the ground. And then you have a uh, somebody missed a block on Fletcher Cox, I believe it was T- ten yard loss for Cedric Wilson, and that was you know that was your opportunity to get in the game. And I, I know fans are gonna are upset. I'm sure uh, you know it's a, a wasted uh, effort by the defense, by far their best performance of the season. Mm-hmm. But I I do think going into this game. The situation was what it was, you know, with Ben DiNucci trying to make this thing happen, uh, they were going to be challenged all night. And and ultimately, the score isn't really that surprising to me. And we kind of talked about it all week was we knew the situation going in with the quarterback and with Ben DiNucci and the fact that the numbers are stacked against him. I believe Cowboys rookies starters at quarterback were three and 10, now three and 11 backup since 2007 were seven and 22 as a starter. So overall, the numbers were stacked against him no matter what. 
But we also said in order to kind of combat that, you've, you've got to up the play calling. And I felt like they tried to get creative with play calling, but it wasn't necessarily anything that worked. It didn't work. And then you kept going back to it, and it didn't work again. And you went back to it again, and it was the same result. And it was a little frustrating to see the thought process going on there, but not going away and making adjustments mid-game. That's something that I, I really didn't like, Isaiah, whenever it came to the play calling that was out on the field. It didn't help your guys out a, a, a whole lot. No, and, and you're absolutely correct. And the thing that you want to do whenever you have a young quarterback um, or somebody that's just trying to simply get established with some confidence is you want to give him a limited amount of plays, right? And we always heard about how everybody needs it, how, how they needed to dumb down the playbook for him. I feel like you could have gave him now the typical play call sheet. Let me just help everybody understand this. There's usually about 200 to 300 calls on a play on a play call sheet. So when you guys see the coach over there with his little with his little uh whatever little little plastic plastic piece of paper, um, why can't I think of the name of it? What's the laminated laminated. Lam- laminated? laminated. Thank you very much. Laminated paper. Um, <laughs> that's about it's about there's usually about 300 calls on that, depending on the coach, right? Depending on how how um uh, how how deep they want to go into their their offense, but. I feel like they should have probably dumbed that down to probably around 75 plays for him um, and taking those plays. Right. And then and totally just change the formation, change the personnel. It's something we used to do in New England all the time. Our, our, we had a very extensive offense, but a lot of the times we're going to go into a game a week and we would simply just take about 20 plays. And we would just run those same plays over and over and over again. But we were running from different personnel. We were running from different formations. We run from different motions to get to, to get to those positions. That way, he's not overthinking things, but it looks totally different to the defense. So there's a way of going about it. And I, I think that I think more, I think this is a, a test for him. As much as a, this was a rookie stepping up into this position, I think, you know, Kellen Moore, this was his, his rookie showing mm-hmm. in terms of how to handle, handle somebody in this situation. I yeah, think Ben I, said I agree. after the game. Isaiah, and, and it looked like Swartz, it, it looked like Swartz had an easy game plan uh, for the Nucci that confused yeah. him. I, and there came at points in the game where you could tell the rookie was struggling. He was seeing 15 DBs back there. He couldn't find any spaces at times where the offensive line actually gave him the time to throw. But you know, when you're going into a game like this and we talked about the pitch count and saying that, look, man, if we got to the point where Danucci threw the ball 40 times, we were in trouble. Look at the stat sheet, threw the mm-hmm. ball, ball 40 times. But the worst quarterback in this game wasn't Ben Danucci. It was the other guy. Dude, and so, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to just place your hat on anything, we, we didn't do ourselves any favors in this game to win it, but Philly is terrible as well, all right? And so... They got by, and it wasn't – we couldn't overcome some of our mistakes for our, our rookie quarterback. But, but, look, man, Philly isn't going anywhere fast. And based off of their schedule and what they have coming up, if we can just get some things correct – and I can't even believe I'm saying this. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying it either. We, we, well, we got to – well, that's the thing, man. These, this, this, Philly is terrible. They're bad, all right? And you could tell with the way that Wentz is holding on to the ball. Look, man, it, it's not going to get any better. And if we just had – a little bit at quarterback. That was a game for our for us to win. Just saying. yeah. I mean, Wentz Wentz made three more throws than Danucci did. As mm-hmm. as much as Danucci struggled in that game, I mean, he had the touchdown pass and a couple other throws. And other than that, you know, I know it was it looked windy, it looked really windy. But there was he was just throwing balls up for grabs. You know, the accuracy for Wentz has been a problem all year long. But um, you know, to piggyback on what Isaiah said, I mean. With Danucci, I, I, I think the play calling could have helped. I think they should have stuck to the run, especially in the second half when mm-hmm. it was working. Yeah. 
but I just feel like he just was in a he was overmatched in this game. I mean, early on you could tell he 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 was he held the ball too long on that yep. first fumble. He was processing things too slowly. The best thing they had going offensively was those little short flares, those short screens yes. to to the top receivers and let those guys work. Let them let them work in space. But anytime they tried to go down the field, I mean, it was an adventure because you thought it was going to get picked off. Yeah, it was something that made you nervous. He gave you the bubble guts whenever you saw him step back and actually try and throw one because you didn't know how long it was going to take until that pocket collapsed, and then you had to see his escapability. I thought Ben DiNucci did a nice job running the ball last night, and I think he used his legs on a couple of occasions. Now, whenever it comes to the offensive line and we, we talk about protecting him, what did we think about the offensive line? Because going back and watching it, I, I thought Tyler Biotish maybe had his best game at center. Zach Martin absolutely helped. But, man, we've got a problem on the right side of that offensive line, Heckma. Well, yes, we do. And uh, we got to figure out what uh, Terrence Steele has on the coaching staff for him to continue to line up at right tackle. His first half was horrible. I, I think he got better as the game went along. They got him some help, but... Man, on that offensive line, he is the one guy that you can point to. This Look, we have some leakage on that side, but you're right, Kyle. Biotish, they showed it. And also having Zach Martin back as well Mm -hmm. did a really good – these guys did a really good job up front. The protection uh, was there in some circumstances, but you have to look at the situation. And Ben DiNucci was just holding on to the ball way too long. And on that one play where he had Fletcher Cox coming right at him, I'm just screaming at my television, throw the ball, Ben! And there's a couple of times where it's like, man, you have to recognize 91 coming at you. And it's just, man, the recognition wasn't there. Yeah. You couldn't recognize 91 coming at you, heck? Is that what you're saying? He, he, couldn't. He, 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 obviously, he obviously could not recognize 91 coming at him. That wasn't Delaware's <laughs> defensive end coming back down at you. That wasn't, that, that wasn't Stony Brooks coming at you there. That was Fletcher Cox. I mean, hey, throw I, the ball. Throw the ball. <laughs> get, get it out of your hands. I wanted to ask Isaiah this because he was in studio last night. I didn't get, didn't get a chance to talk to him, but from a quarterback's perspective was he just was he just seeing like heck said just 15 guys was he it was everything just going too fast for him because it seemed like maybe it settled down a little bit in the second half but early on it was just like I, I I he just there's too much going on for him I think yeah no I I think I mentioned this to Kyle and, and Nate in studio in the first quarter um when, when Ben Denucci dropped back I think I think it was like a third down play and you could tell he, he wasn't looking downfield his eyes were not downfield. He was concerned yeah. with the rush. And at the yeah. time that he was doing that, there was only four guys rushing. Well, I'm sorry, Ben. Those are going to be the same four guys coming at you all game long. <laughs> it's um, not changing. You know, and, but I, I've been there before. When I, was, when I was a young quarterback in college, you know, you get caught up looking at the rush. You're so concerned yeah. about, about getting sacked that you, that you now can't focus on doing your job, which is making sure that you deliver the ball down the field um, and, you know, and throwing downs. And it's a lot, man. It takes a lot of repetition. Um, it's going to take him a while, and we don't have a while, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, any dog can get back and get some form of stability <laughs> going forward. Um, but he, he's young, man. It sucks. It's just a sucky situation. I think he, I think he failed in his in his uh, in his rookie start. Um, I think you know, like I said, Kellen Moore, he was a rookie in this in this particular situation, and he failed as well. Hey, what about the side-on throw right there? <laughs> that was terrible, man. I don't yeah, know. Then, he, okay. he kept pulling that out, too. He and, kept pulling and, out the sidearm. On the sideline. That's yeah. a question. Yes. Kyle, we were in training camp, and yep. he didn't get a ton of reps. But I, I know he kind of throws like that, 
But the one by the sideline, like, I don't remember him doing the Wyatt Earp thing. Oh, no. Like, where it's, like, no. complete sidearm. Uh, that, that was new, I feel like. The, the, whenever he pulled it out, the, the first thought I had, and, and you can I can guarantee Nate and Isaiah remember me doing this, I jumped up. I, I, I had some ribs in my plate, and I put it on the ground, and I said, listen here, that was a baseball throw. And, uh, it, I mean, he was basically like a, like a shortstop coming around and throwing sidearm off balance. It's like, that's hard that to do, one. Sure. But two, that's such a low accuracy play. I don't know what he's thinking there, trying to make something everybody, happen. Everybody on this, everybody on the sideline just watched the ball go by like, what was that? They said, huh? <laughs> yeah. I Hold was up, different. <laughs> but you just, that's what you do, man, when you're in that situation. You're trying to, you're trying to find something, right? You're trying right. to find something positive, man, because he knows I can't sit in the pocket. <laughs> Whenever I do get out the pocket, guys are covered up, so I don't want to run out of bounds, right? Because that's kind of weak of me to run out of bounds. So let me try to force something mm-hmm. without getting an interception. So it has to be a low percentage throw because I don't want it to be a high percentage interception ratio, right? It's just, it's just bad, man. It's it just, it, it was all around not good. And we talked about it. I think I mentioned it on our on on the show on Friday, um, out there from Tostitos. It was about it was talking about how my biggest fear was him holding the ball, right? Yeah. It was about him holding the ball because he's gonna have to wait. In his mind, he needs to wait till these guys are all the way open because it's in his head. Don't throw a pick. Don't throw a pick. Well, you didn't throw a pick, so that's good. Um, but you just happen to fumble the ball um, because these guys are coming after you. You're holding on to it too long. So that was one of my biggest concerns, and, and we saw that come back to bite him. I feel for him because I asked him after the game about the speed of the game, and he said that all week in his mind he kept telling himself, I got to play fast. I got to play fast. I got to play fast. But I don't know. You know, I don't know if what you, that means. You, yeah, I don't know if you feel the speed of it mm-hmm. until you're actually out there nope, with, you with live reps. Well, and I'm glad you guys brought up the, the sidearm conversation because there were a couple drops in there as well from good throws from Ben Denucci, but they were dropped at a certain point. I kind of want Isaiah to go through that here in just a little bit. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to step aside, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, did, would Andy Dalton have won? last night's game. I asked that question and we get an explanation on some of those wide receiver drops when we return on the other side of the break here on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor, see more, do more. 
We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to Talking Cowboys. Second segment here of Talking Cowboys from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Glad you're with us. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heck my Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and I, I tease this going into the break as we continue our breakdown of the Eagles' 23-9 win over the Cowboys. Cowboys out at 2-6, and six and doesn't get easier on the horizon. Pittsburgh Steelers, only undefeated team in the NFL on the horizon this weekend, on the docket coming to AT&T Stadium. Now, I tease this, like I said, but would Andy Dalton have won last night's game? I mean, we look at the stats from Ben DiNucci, 21 of 40, 180 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, didn't really get close at any point of, of either one of those, couldn't finish drives. The Cowboys were in op- had an opportunity twice to get in this football game, especially at the end of the game. They went, with it, went for it on fourth and two, didn't get it. Uh, you look at maybe kicking a field goal there, you should have it tied at 15 at later in the game because of where the football was. But, I mean, put all that in the rearview mirror. I asked the question, Rob, Dalton, does he get a W last night because of the situation of that football game? Yes. I mm. think if they had just kind of average quarterback play last night, they win the game because of what the defense was able to do. Just if, Really, if they just com- had completed a few more throws, and I think maybe with Dalton they would have had more of that traditional game plan cause, because of the experience, and, and they wouldn't have had to try some of those plays that Kellen Moore tried that didn't work. Uh, now, the protection is another facet of it, and, and obviously with pressure, pressuring Dalton, that's been a problem when we've seen him in games. Uh, and, I, and I'm sorry, I kind of took you away from the offensive line in the first segment. I thought what encourages me is, is the run blocking that they were able to, to get going with mm-hmm. Zach back in the game. That, that is something to build on going forward, and that gives me some, some encouragement with, with Andy if he comes back this week, as early as this week, that they can establish some of that balance and keep some of that balance with Zeke and with Tony Pollard. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I know, I know Heck brought up, do they need to do something at right tackle? Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about that for mm-hmm. a while. I, I, I still feel that way, I, you know. I don't know. I, I know Mike McCarthy doesn't want to switch out two spots, but I'm looking at this matchup coming up with Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt, and maybe you want to shore up that right side. But uh, but yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think with a couple more plays, I think with a couple more plays from Dalton, they would have won this game. And that's not again, that's not a knock on Danucci. I think that he he was put in. It's a tough situation, a really bad situation yeah. for a young player trying to come in and win that game last night. Odds were definitely I think instead of them. playing. I think. <laughs> I think instead of playing coverage, Schwartz then blitzes more. And, and maybe that's that's a whole different defensive game plan if Andy Dalton is the starter or quarterback. But maybe game management-wise, Andy Dalton would have given you a lot more. Uh, it's really hard to articulate any of that after a game where offensively we just couldn't get anything going, or especially in the red zone where we you know, had a couple opportunities to strike and only came away with three points. So, Look, it's. I'm going to say yes, and, and especially if you ask me if we if Dak was starting, yeah, oh, yeah. we win that game. I would uh, agree with that. If, if Dak is yeah. playing, 
Isaiah's going to disagree. I like uh, no. Yeah, I like to think so. I like to think so. Um, and it mainly because of the point that Rob brought up, because I was thinking about just you know swapping out the quarterbacks and what that would present. But you know, you have to take into account that Keller Moore would not have been called on half the BS that he was calling yesterday. And and if that and if that's the case, and I think they do put themselves in a position to win the game, because um, I think that they probably would have stick stuck with the traditional running more than all the craziness. Uh, so I, I think I think they probably win the game. I'm, I'm I, I I say that with hesitation because of the lack the lackluster effort that the offensive line put forth whenever they did have Andy Dalton, um, you know, last week. And if they if that's an in, uh, indication of what's to come um, in terms of their effort based upon that particular quarterback, then we have we got we still have woes and worries. Um, but if they gave the effort that they gave last night with a different scheme, yes, they win the game. That, that was another encouraging thing. We can talk about the turnovers on defense, but the team came out with a little bit of an energy. They came out – I thought it was the first yeah. time oh, yeah. really all year we saw a bit of swagger. Uh, and I said that initially on the postgame show as well was we, we finally saw some swagger. We saw the energy. I don't know what flipped the switch in that regard. And, and maybe the early plays helped to continue that at least until halftime. But then after halftime, things kind of fell apart and it went back to normal. But – uh, where does that energy come from from a Cowboys perspective? Is it playing for a rookie quarterback, knowing you had to do your job and just playing relentlessly as opposed to playing conservatively and sorry for yourself? I, I really think it has a lot to do with the, with the veterans being removed. And I, I think I was talking to Nate about this last night. When you have some, some older veteran guys uh, on the team, you, you look to them as a young guy. You look to them to set the culture. You look to them to set the tempo. You, you don't want to kind of overstep your boundaries, right? Cause you're the, you're, you're lower on a totem pole. So you kind of play your position. You, you stay in your spot. And, you know, even when those guys aren't doing what they should be doing, you still kind of stay in your, in your spot because you're still second fiddle, right? As soon as those guys are removed, as soon as you remove those guys, now what? Oh shoot, we could turn up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We could turn up. Let's go. I don't have anybody that I don't have big brother that's gonna say, hey, chill out, little homie. I don't have that, right? So now I can go out there and I can play free. And you saw those guys coming out and they're having fun and they're getting geeked and they're juiced mm-hmm. up. And that's what this team needs. And it was very it was awesome to see. Um, we just need to see it turn into more positive plays. There were some positive plays last night. And the defense did play better, and I think a lot of that came from that energy. So I think it's just the young guys being allowed to be young guys without having to worry about Big Brother looking over their shoulder. Yeah, we got a lot more. We got a lot more from guys uh, that we've been calling their name. Uh, tank, we had a tank sighting. So for all the tank haters, let's let's talk about <laughs> the job that Tank did last night, and also Randy Gregory. Gregory, they they that one. Uh, what was it? The roughing pressure. the. Pe- yeah, oh, the rough yeah. in the passer. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that was a horrible call, but I think we got an interception based off of that. But either way, uh, you saw a lot more energy. And whether that was from guys getting the axe or getting their bus tickets out of town, whatever that was, you saw the defense definitely came into the game with a different approach. And I love seeing it. But just from the front line standpoint, you're just not seeing as many guys get blown off the ball. But I said this before, even with getting rid of number 95, you may realize that you have a few other guys on your defensive line that are still presenting problems for your scheme that you're playing. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they, Boston Scott, I was worried about him all week, and I think he had 40-something yards on the first two drives rushing, and he wound up with like 52. They just, heck's right, they did a better job shoring things up with the run defense, but 
I, I mean, <clears throat> when, when Tank Lawrence says after last game, we need more fight, we need more backbone, and he's, he's a captain, he's a leader, and he steps up with a sack on the second play of the game, and we talked about the defense needing a spark. That set the tone, and then we talked about needing takeaway, something to spark this defense. Donovan Wilson comes up with a takeaway right mm-hmm. off the bat. And I think they kind of set, yeah. set the tone and got themselves feeling good about themselves. And, and I think they made some adjustments in the run defense. If they're going to continue this, and that's, it, it, was a, it was a really good performance. It's something to build on. They have to, be more, they have to find a way to carry this over, though. Uh, and if they're going to do it, they've got to be able to continue being sound against the run, uh, against James Conner this week, against everybody else going forward. But I thought that first drive just kind of set the tone and, and, and got them feeling good about themselves for once. But piggybacking off of that, Rob, whenever you make those plays on defense and you come out with that energy and that fire, that desire, and then you give the ball back to your offense and they go, womp, 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 yeah. right? Like yeah. it literally, it takes it out of you, man. Instead of those guys being excited about the next opportunity, right? Those, instead of being excited about the next opportunity, because guess what? We went out there, we got sacks, we got a strip sack, whatever it is, and we, and we get the ball right back to our offense and they go out there and they score a touchdown. Okay, cool. We got a great relationship going. Right. This is a relationship now. This is not one sided. Nobody likes being in a relationship where you're always the one giving. Right. So that's what this this it can't turn into that because then you have resentment and then you have guys starting to take plays off and then you got guys starting to just collect checks. And we've already seen that already happen. Oh, you're absolutely right. I, I do think this game was a, is a little different in that I think everybody knows what Ben was up against this yeah, game. Right. And, and so, you know, maybe now with Andy coming back. Uh, maybe this week it's a different story because, like you said, I mean, ten-year vet, you're expecting a guy that's going to move the offense consistently. That's what you brought him in for. But yeah, with Ben, I mean, it, like I said, it was what it was. You know, trying trying to get trying to get him going, trying to help him out. And whenever you talk about the energy, I mean, it, it finally looked like a team that was tired of getting pushed around. And maybe because it was a rivalry game, maybe it was because it was prime time. But even in previous rivalry games or even primetime games, we had seen them get pushed around and kind of embarrassed on national television. I don't think they got embarrassed last night. I thought that was a game they had a chance to win. Of course, they led at halftime. They had a chance later on to maybe tie the game if they would have had, uh, had the drive to put it together or take the lead if you had that drive. But like you said, Isaiah, it really was deflating to, to have the, the offense perform the way they did. Now, I mentioned this earlier, but there was also some deflating plays specifically from your, your wideouts. And you need every single reception in a game like this. You need Michael Gallup to make a grab. You need Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb to make the catches that are in their chest. And there were on multiple occasions off of a sidearm throw from Ben DiNucci that the ball ended up hitting off their chest and falling to the turf. What goes into that as a wide receiver? And it's something that I, I think shouldn't be that big of a difference, but is it that big of a difference seeing it come out of the sidearm delivery? <laughs> I Well, you got to get over the shock of what the heck is going on. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there's no – let me – before I say that, there's no excuse, okay? Uh, the old school rule, if it touches your hands or it touches your chest, you got to bring – you got to catch it, right? So no excuse. Don't let me – don't let me – I don't want anybody to be mi- misinterpret what I'm saying. But <laughs> on, a, on a hilarious note, what the heck? Like uh, when you when you watch some a ball come out like that, you, you they probably turned their head. You ever call a dog's name, or you ever done something to a dog and a dog? I just did it. Like, 
like, that's probably, I assume that's probably what those guys did when he pulled it, when he threw that thing sidearm. They, like, what the heck is that? And then next thing you know, you heard him say all week, the ball gets up on you quick, right? So, uh, I'm assuming that's what happened. They probably had a little, little dog moment, little ears perked up, and then the ball kept, crept up on them. Uh, but I mean, they got to make plays, man. There's, there's no excuse. They have to catch the ball. Um, uh, you know, Danucci has to do better. I mean, they, to, to your point, Kyle, you, when the ball comes your way, you got to catch your rock, especially when you're in these situations, man. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm pretty sure they were surprised at some of the, the styles that he, that he utilized. We compared him to a, a motion, a little motion. Yeah, we compared him to a couple different quarterbacks who have thrown that way prior, but uh, definitely not the same result as some of the names that we threw out there last no. night. Now, when we come back, I want to go to the defensive side of the football. Yes, there were four turnovers, but there were still plenty that the Cowboys need to work on, especially when you've got weapons like Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger and company coming to town this week. We're going to talk about that defense, and were those turnovers gimmies, or was it the defense showing improvement? We'll talk about it next here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay? Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Final segment here of the Monday edition of Talking Cowboys. The morning after a 23-9 to loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys facing the Steelers coming up at AT&T Stadium this week. Get your tickets. If anything, you get a chance to see the, uh, the only remaining undefeated team in the NFL. That's always kind of cool having them come to Definitely town. Right. 
Uh, we've wow. got Heck my Harrison. We've That's got what we doing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just I don't have a I don't have a tickets read, oh, so wow. I, I gotta say something about no it. No motion. You can just still facts. get your tickets. You can no still motion, get your tickets. Facts, uh, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and uh, we talked about the defense. Four turnovers, which is one more turnover than they had the previous seven games of the season combined. So you get the turnovers. You finally get that spark. Rob mentioned it earlier. You had to play from. Donovan Wilson uh, early on that that jarred the ball free from Carson Wentz. He fumbled it again later on in the game, and then he also threw a pair of picks, both to Mr. Trayvon Diggs, our second-round rookie out of Alabama. But, Rob, whenever you look at this defense and you finally get those turnovers, was it they had a better game, or was it just this Eagles team was pretty terrible on their own right? Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's all in perspective, right? But I think, I think as as bad as the defense has played for stretches and really for the entire season with giving up a historic amount of yards and points, I think you're looking for, you're looking for progress. You're looking for progress no matter who yeah. you're playing. That's a good and, point. And I think we got it. I think we saw it. I thought they. Uh, I think the best thing they did was was like Isaiah mentioned was and Heck mentioned was the energy level, uh, and and continuing to kind of play for each other. And, uh, and, and be a little bit more assignment sound in the run game. I think there were steps made there. Um, my, my question is, for you guys, is, is with Trayvon Diggs. Like I, he had the two picks. Uh, where, where do you guys feel about where he's at in his rookie year? Because teams are still going after him. I like how he bounces back and he doesn't let it seem to phase him. Um, yeah. But I hope, I hope that part of it can get... He can he can clean some of that technique up or whatever it is that's a, that's preventing him from, uh, you know, uh, stopping some of these big plays mm-hmm. that they're trying to get some downfield. Yeah, he's pretty good. At, his short term memory is pretty good, but man, they they continue uh, to come after him. And he's a rookie, and you've heard those whispers about possibly benching him uh, and, and letting some of the veteran guys go ahead so he can watch them and not be isolated in a situation where it feels like a trial by fire. But that's just who he is. And I, and I love what Sean Lee said about the rookie, that he makes some great plays. If he makes a bad play, he's the kind of player that doesn't process the bad stuff. He wants to come back and continue to stay competitive. I like that. I mean, just like we talk about Ben DiNucci being a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, we have to realize that we have a, a rookie cornerback that's getting everything thrown at him. And he had a contest last night versus uh, the, the guy from Fogum. And, man, that was a battle. And Fogum, mm-hmm. at, at times, looked like he was getting the best of them. Uh, but getting those two picks, man, that, that's got to be good for his psyche. But he has other things that he has to clean up in his game as well. Don't, Kyle, don't let this come to me. Oh, I'm letting um, it come to you. Okay, how about this? Here, let me preface it real quickly. Because one of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest knocks on Trayvon Diggs' game coming out of Alabama was the fact that he relied on his speed a little bit too much to the fact where his fundamentals weren't necessarily there. Now, this is once again a guy who switched from receiver to play cornerback his junior year at Alabama. So he's only been a corner for two and a half seasons, really, at this point. And even some of that, he was hurt for a good amount of time. So really, 
less than two seasons he's had in terms of seasoning at the cornerback position. So keep that in mind when you're looking at this guy. He's going to make plays, but he's also going to give them up at the same time. And we saw that last night, Isaiah. I feel like you're about to go into this, but you saw the Diggs name on the back of the jersey with the two and the seven there a little bit more than you would definitely like. Is that what it said on the back? Yes. Uh, I appreciate the information on his his lack of experience. I mean, that, that's definitely helpful as my criticism of him. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll hold back a little bit, <clears throat> just a little bit. But you don't have to hold back at all. I just want to give some context. No, come on. This is you know I'm a nice Say guy. Say with your chest. Um, it's Monday. Let's go. The digs, his two interceptions. He did those right. Credit, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, terrible plays by Wentz. Terrible. One of them was an awful, awful ball on a deep post that was – I don't even know what that was. So that was a give me. That was a, he might as well have been back there by himself. With Brennan, you know, man, one of – I don't know. He should have been back, like he was back there by himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't know what that was. So that's a, that's a give me. Um, and then you have a, a great catch um, in the end zone, right? A great catch by him. But what was Wentz doing in terms of throwing the ball away, right? That was a throwaway ball that just didn't get thrown away all the way out, the, out, the, out the field of play. So two terrible plays that – I, I, I give him he got, he has credit for him, but I don't really give him credit for it. Um, there's a lot of other plays in there where he was playing where he, where he was playing aggressive, and I and I and I and I do I do like I do like how tenacious he is. He he does he does fight. He has some fight in him. He has some dog in him, and that's more than we can say about a lot of guys on this team. And I respect the crap out of him for that. Um, but, but he is you, you you can see his inexperience. You can see his inexperience. Every team we've played has torched him. Every every. Every team, at least not, once not, or twice, not some, yeah. at least, right? So he's getting torched. Uh, and we talked about this during the week, Rob. What I say, I said, don't let him play man to man, don't yeah. do it. Stop putting him in these situations. He can't do it. He keeps walking up there like he wants to put his hands on somebody, and then guess what? He doesn't put his hands on them. He sits up there and he tries to shadow them, right? And when I say shadow them, it's literally like he's in front of them. And he's trying to mimic and mirror what they're doing at the at the release point uh, off the line of scrimmage, and then they just simply say, "Oh, he's not going to touch me," and they just run by him, right? And, and we saw it last night. Yeah, we saw it last night, and where it happened multiple times again, where guys are just running by him, and and it's just bad, man. At a certain point, you got to stop with that technique. If you're a big dude, you're a big corner, get up there and put your hands on him. If you're afraid of getting beat, guess what? They're beating you anyways. So you might as well go up there and see what it looks like when you try to put your hands on somebody. Use your size, use your length, and then go up there and continue to be tenacious, continue to be a pest because that's what you are. You're a pest. That's what you want to be as a, as, a, as a cornerback in this league. You have a lot of great attributes, but playing off coverage, off man press coverage, whatever you want to call it, that's not working to your advantage. So figure something else out. I will say the way he battles – and you're right. I mean, he's given up a lot of big plays, and he's not the only one this year. But the no. way he battles is is what Mike McCarthy's looking for, what Mike mm-hmm. Nolan's looking for, just continuing to fight, continuing to hang in there. Right. And I think th- I think they think he's going to be better for it. I, I do too. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a it's been a tough year for him. I mean, it's been tough. Yeah. Team, quarterbacks going after the rookie. Yeah, he's he's an easy target, right? You got a rookie cornerback out there that's playing press, man, go at him. Uh, But that goes back to what we talked about, the the culture change being. Guys not hanging their head when they make a bad play, and that's been what we've done. As soon as the bleeding starts, we don't know how to stop it, so, you know, guys just continue to let things get away from them. I like the way that the defense battled last night. When things went, went, 
didn't go their way. They stayed in it. They continue to try and fight. I love that leadership from our guys like Tank. I loved it from Alden Smith. Um, seeing these guys, Van Der Esch, even get involved in getting a sack. It was that was awesome to see. And that was something that he needed for his own psyche yeah. coming off the collarbone and the neck and everything else. And so if they have anything to build on and I know, look, Trayvon Diggs has a tape out there that says that he has had some bad plays. But we also have other tape that shows him being aggressive mm -hmm. and gambling. Look, when he did have a safety over the top and they tried him on that side, he broke on the ball and he was a step away. Look, almost don't count in this situation, but he's getting close to being the playmaker that we want him to be. So, look, he's a rookie. We can't just put him, peg him, and put him in this hole and say, look, this is what you are, but we can definitely build off of the good things that he's doing. And heck, yes, we can build on it, and I agree with you on a lot of things, probably about 90% of the things you said. But that 10% has to do everything with the fact you say he's getting close. He's yeah. not close, heck. He's not close. He will be maybe next year, maybe the year after that. But this year, we, we're sponsored by Tostitos. He's getting Tostito out there, right? And, and, and <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, listen up, man. Hey, he's not, he's not close, man. Let's just be no. real. Hey, no. I, I, I love him for a lot of reasons. I love his – and you guys know I'll be the first one to get into it, get him, get, get on his head every week. I love – there's things that he has, there's attributes that he has that you can't teach. Yeah, you can't mm -hmm. teach, right? You can't teach the grit. You can't teach his, his uh, competitiveness. You can't teach his hunger. You can't teach how aggressive he is, right? You can't teach those things. Those are things that you have yeah. to want to do, have to want to be. You can't teach the fact that he has a short memory. And right? ball skills. But, ball, when the ball's in the air, he can go get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he can go yeah. get the ball. But um, all I'm saying is Al Harris is his coach. Al Harris used to be the dude that put his hands on you at the line of scrimmage. Why isn't he doing that? All these guys that are burning him are literally just coming off the ball, giving him a little shimmy, and then taking off and gassing on him. I don't know if he's if he's that confident in his speed. Bro, this isn't college. These dudes yeah. got go juice, man. These are grown men. You know, that's the dude that you faced last night is a lot bigger than you. He's 6'2, right. 215, and he disrespected you, right? Number of times. These dudes can ball. These guys that are coming here this week, they're way faster than the guys that you just face. Way faster. I think they're slow. Fogum didn't just do that to him. Fogum has done that to a lot of guys. A lot of guys. Yes. What I'm saying, yeah, film study. the technique. The technique that you're talking about is just getting your head turned around. I'm talking about when he had a safety over the top and he broke on the ball. That's it. And little things like that, you can take it for a rookie that we're trying to build him up and not destroy his confidence. That's what I'm talking about, uh, Isaiah. I know. I, 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 and I, like I said, I agree with a lot of those things. Heck, but he has to change these techniques. And I don't know yes, if they're sir. not. And I, and I know, I know they're teaching him these techniques. I don't know what's going on, why he's not applying these and taking them to the field. But he better figure it out. Because these, like I said, these dudes coming in here this week, they, these guys are they, they're on they're on a track team. They're on a four by one track team, and they all got that go juice. Yeah. Well, whenever you you look at some of the receivers he's going up against, and Diggs is losing those battles at the line of scrimmage, and I think that's something that comes with the yeah. cornerback position in the NFL that you just have to learn trial by fire. But he's not losing against nobodies. I mean, last night he lost against Fulgham, who's turned into possibly one of the best receivers in the NFC East all of a sudden. You had Terry McLaurin last week, who already is in that category. Earlier in the year, it was Julio Jones. It was DeAndre Hopkins. It was all of these different players that are top-notch guys that were burning Trayvon Diggs. So wow. he's not losing, Kyle, Kyle, this he's not losing NFL, to nobody. I know. NFL. Listen, let me, Kyle, make, let me NFL, make my point. Man. Let me make my point. But if you're going to have him as that caliber player that you need him to be as your top corner, he's going to have to win those battles at the line of scrimmage. And he hasn't. We saw it last night on the touchdown pass to Fulgham. 
He didn't. He lost that at the line of scrimmage, and because of that, he had to rely on his speed to catch back up. He needs to win those battles. He hasn't so far, and until he wins those, then he's going to get burned on occasion against some of the better receivers in the NFL, and he's going to get a chance again this week against Juju Smith-Schuster going up against the, the talent that Pittsburgh brings to the table on that side of the football. But we're going to talk more about this tomorrow. We're bringing the heat tomorrow. Bring your fans on the 50 questions. Send them in all day today on Twitter, at Harrison. you got at Rob, Rob Phillips 3, I am stand back, and then Kyle underscore Yeomans there as well. So tweet at us, send us your questions. We'll answer them tomorrow at 9.50, fans on the 50, and we'll also go through this defense as well. I want to know how that defensive line did. We didn't get to them today. We're going to talk about them tomorrow. But that's going to do it here for us on the Monday edition of Talking Cowboys. Guys, the sun came up this morning. Let's stay positive. We can be angry. We can be disappointed. But let's have a good day overall. Thanks for joining us on Talking Cowboys for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback, and of course, Mr. Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!